friend are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and special thanks to those supporters who are on our Patreon, like Noodle Soup, Ridiculous Hat, Beats Plus, and James W. If you'd like to join them, it's only a dollar, and you can listen to the podcast usually a day or two early. Learn us at patreon.com slash thehappyheartstone. Greetings, I am Guy Grumpy, and with me is my co-host Noodle and a new guest on the show. Interval is joining us to have a chat about all things Hearthstone and maybe a little bit more about him as well. Uh, Interval, would you care to share a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure, I'll try. Um, I am a huge Hearthstone whale. Big fat whale. I, um, I mostly play standard. I play a little bit of wild. I play a little bit of mercenaries. Don't really play battlegrounds. Um, as far as more about me, I, uh, I was a professional touring musician for several years. Um, uh, now I just kind of, uh, live off of that and hang out and, uh, play Hearthstone. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, welcome to the show interval. It's great to have you here. Um, and so then now that we're at this point, this is when we should talk about what's making us happy, right? So guy, what's, what's making you happy? So the thing I'm grateful for is uh, more something that I'm looking forward to, and that's another long weekend. Uh, we had a lot of things that we had we wanted to do this past weekend, but just didn't have the time or motivation. I think the extra day is going to be fantastic for that. So um, what about yourself? What's making you happy? Uh, well, for me, I made it uh, into uh, Legend uh, two nights ago uh, and also into Diamond 5. Uh, so Legend and Standard in diamond five in wild so i'm keeping to my new year's resolution so i'm feeling great about that uh already top 900 using my like board base buff paladin and i actually used uh some hints from uh another podcast uh creator uh wicked good from uh his he uh posted on twitter using brooms and barov was helping him out uh with a list that he was using and i i kind of check and adjusted it with my list and uh saw saw great success so uh to see see those things going well that that's actually making me really happy and uh you know sticking to those resolutions right so uh intervals joining us so interval what's making you happy well uh first of all i did not make a new year's resolution so um i don't have any expectations which is a good thing What's making me happy, I guess, um, so I do play a lot of Hearthstone, but um, I love gaming just in general, and gaming is really good right now. Like, I have just such a massive queue of games that I want to play. I uh, <clears throat> I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy, which was awesome. Um, I think it won an award uh, for Best Narrative, which it really has, like, amazing story and, like, banter and stuff, so I'm... Uh, I just finished that. I'm on to like Halo Infinite campaign and I've got I've got a massive queue of stuff. So do you play on the PC or on a console? I um I have a PC and I have a switch, so I use the two of those depending on what I'm playing. Awesome. And Guardians of the Galaxy, that was that was also like in the movies, they always had phenomenal soundtracks. And I know you're talking about liking music quite a bit. 
Um, yeah. What would be something that would engage me? Is that is the music up to par on the game as well? The music is good in the game. So um, there's a lot of 80s music, obviously, because that's like what he listens to a lot. But um, they they actually made a fake band for the game. So there's a whole bunch of songs from this fake band called Star-Lord. And it's actually really good. It's like kind of a little old school metal, but like a little more modern. I don't know. It's pretty good, actually. It sounds a little bit like Darkest Hour or something. So definitely that's a good uh, selection of games that you have already in your queue along with Hearthstone. Um, but with that, um, moving on, we wanted to start that interview portion talking with you. And so Interval, that's an interesting name uh, along with uh, my name as well. And even Guy's name for that matter. Mm. Where does the name come from? So <clears throat> um, an Interval is pretty much like um, like the distance between pretty much anything, but usually used in like... Um, like digits. So, you know, we use math a lot to play Hearthstone and um, intervals are also a common um, a thing in music. So like the distance between notes and stuff like that. So it kind of it kind of uh, encompasses a little of both of those things that I like. So awesome. So it kind of highlights multiple uh, things that you enjoy. That's a, that's kind of a great thing. Love that it spans a, a good variety of things for you um so noodle swoop actually is an interesting name for myself as well and we were talking about that earlier before we got ready for the show and noodle swoop actually stems from uh actually originally world of warcraft uh, i i mm -hmm. created a second character that um was needed because we couldn't find any healers to go into the dungeons and <laughs> i was like well i'll make my character no one else would kind of a druid name like with a w-o-o-d um, but the thing is, is that every single person that I was encountering in my guild, they were like, uh, your name says Noodle Swoop. And I was like, no, it says no one else would. Like, no one else would heal. It's kind of a druid name. And they're like, no, it says Noodle Swoop. So it became a confusion <laughs> thing. But eventually it was it was funny enough that everybody was calling me that because they just couldn't quite understand my name that I actually got my put in for my name to be officially changed to Noodle Swoop just because... It, it felt like that was more the character's name anyways, especially because eventually, even once I got him leveled, he didn't even end up healing in the dungeons. I ended up becoming a raiding boomkin at one point with the character. So, you know, <laughs> that's the way that, uh, you know, the noodles fly eventually. I uh, <laughs> I was going to say you, you probably took a lot of abuse as a healer. So uh, you deserve to come away with with something. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely an interesting thing. And don't get me wrong, I still learned how to heal eventually, like for some of those raid uh -huh. instances where like having extra DPS wasn't the ne the necessary thing. You actually needed me to put on my healing gear and mm -hmm. do a little bit of healing. But uh, uh, for the most part, I was a DPSer and it was it was actually it mm -hmm. actually ended up being a lot of fun. And one of the great experiences that I, I look back at and, and think of uh world of warcraft in a very positive light because of my experience with that character so mm -hmm. that's why i kept the persona as i moved on to other games as well and guy grumpy you've you've got an interesting name i mean yeah so guy grumpy uh people are oftentimes surprised when they come into my stream and uh it's not grumpy so uh, <laughs> i kind of known for a bunch of other things the way i got that that name though was grumpy is just a funny enough word to get me out of the tilt that i used to feel uh in hearthstone so i would get 
you know, upset, obviously, and, you know, dropped the phone or things like that uh, that weren't very good. And my <clears throat> girlfriend at the time, you know, just called me grumpy or told me I was getting grumpy. Uh, so I uh, I like to look at that and it detilts me now. <laughs> I, uh, I I may be the king of salt, so I understand. I get that too. I, there's definitely times where I'm, I'm trying to, when I'm streaming or or even playing the game, like I'm trying to have fun, aren't I? You know, if I'm if I'm, I'm if I'm being honest, Guy Grumpy kind of gives me like a Biggie Smalls vibe because it's so like it's like uh, you're so just like a nice, happy guy. It's like the opposite. It's like uh, like ironic, basically. Yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking that when Andrew turned over the the show to me that hey, why is there a guy grumpy as the host of <laughs> the Happy Hearthstone? It doesn't names clash, right? And so um, when we brought you on, a lot of uh, the reason that we brought you on was to talk about collections, as it is. I think <clears> you made sure. in the episode something about whale sounds, or oh yeah. Um, as that is, so uh, why don't we go into that? What, what, why, what is with the collection that you have going on? Well, um, there's a little bit of OCD, a little bit of addictive personality, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, diagnose myself here. But um, you know, I, I really just, um, I just love looking at the animations while I'm playing. Like, um, totally agree. Like the game is Hearthstone is a fast card game, but there's still a lot of little lulls in the game and I have a really low attention span. I just really enjoy like the they put a lot of work into the art and the animations and stuff and the golden cards just look so cool. You know, it's one of the things that I love about the game. And now they've added the diamond cards. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish there's a way that you could get wait until diamonds. you can craft them. Just wait. You think that'll happen? I don't know. I mean, they'd have to make versions for like every card. So that's a lot of it probably will never happen. But, you know, you can dream. So while while you're building your collection, um, do you have a set number of packs that you usually start with on day one? Do you just try to get the full set on day one of a, a meta or is it kind of over time? Day one, I probably start with anywhere from like three to five hundred packs. Uh, depending on, you know, what I pull, like, usually I can get the full collection from that. Sometimes, you know, you got to get a little extra. Um, I do really love waiting for, um, like discounted bundles that I usually typically use for dust. Cause I, I actually have no non-golden cards. Uh, you know, I was going to ask that. Do you <laughs> disenchant them all? Or I, I, I do. I do. Wow. I actually like have been made fun of a lot because people are like, you dust all your stuff. Like why? I mean, I have everything that I want in golden. So I just, I just, I get packs that are non golden. I just disenchant everything, use the dust for golden cards and, and uh, the cycle uh, continues. That, that kind of feels like the opposite of what I do. Whereas right. I, I, I think I it's the opposite to, of what most people do. I tend to like, I get my my mega bundle and then whatever gold that I have from the rewards track at the beginning of the expansion, I buy packs with it and I open as much as I can. And then I go, huh, 
how many legendaries am I am I missing? And can I use what I have d- dusted to make them? And or mm-hmm. do I even want to make them? Are they cards that I in the class that I'm going to play? Oh, maybe I don't need them. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, like anything else, I'll just hold on to and wait until they do like a a, a nerf where I'm going to get that full refund value, and then I dust it then. But it sounds like you're like. It's it's not golden, so therefore it's inferior. It's got to go. <laughs> yeah, if I have cards that aren't golden, um, they're just I just see arcane dust when I look at them. Basically, <laughs> you, so, you know, so this next... is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say this would be a good transition into. Uh, I had a question about your dust, Grumpy. Yes. What, now what I've uh, I've noticed that you have a lot of dust. Quite a bit of dust. Now, do you have like a very big collection where you you don't feel like you need to use the dust or what's the story with that? Yeah, it's that's that's actually a little bit of both. So Uh I I go for the whole collection on day one uh, just by buying packs and, you know, it's had various uh, various effects over time. But the million dust or saving up for the million dust kind of got a life of its own when I. I, I used to follow Crip, uh, who had famously pushed the button at like 600,000. I decided just to keep saving up to uh, get all the bundles. And So do you have a lot of golden cards? I do have a lot of golden cards. Uh, so my collection basically you know, pulls in. I try to do what you do and build all golden decks, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't have enough uh, golden cards to do that. But I do have a lot of golden legendaries, a lot of... Mm-hmm. Uh, things I, I have a golden legendary uh, deck for wild uh, that's all gold it's, uh, it's pretty fun to play uh, <laughs> is it a highlander deck yes yeah yes. that sounds fun I mean, it's it's all legendary so you can only yeah. have one of it anyway uh-huh oh that's right yep that makes sense and so I, I do try to maximize the dust by uh, just saving up for a rainy day um I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, if I had that much dust, I would have, I mean, I feel like you could craft almost, not everything, but uh, like, you could probably craft everything in standard with that, at least. Uh, You'd be surprised. It takes a lot. um, Yeah. Just to get, well, you know. (laughs) Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I'll spend 30, 40k dust on a deck. Yeah. And and so I think that's even a lot of it, too, right? So Guy Grumpy... I think up until even the last expansion, you had every card in in standard and in wild. In fact, that was the one thing that I really liked when I joined your streams was that you offered the ability for players to come in and they could challenge you because you could build their deck for them because you had every card. Nothing mm-hmm. was missing. It wasn't like I like I, even when this recent expansion came out, there was a deck that came up in wild that I was like, you know what? That actually sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm missing for the legendaries. But I was like, I know who, who has them that I can borrow. <laughs> and so yeah. I'd like join his stream and get him to build it. And then I'd play it against him. And then I'd be like, well, that wasn't actually as much fun as I thought it would be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad I did not invest that dust in those legendaries. I'm going <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> that's that's the whole point of doing the play the playing with viewers on my stream is to make sure everybody has a chance to do that, that exactly uh, see what, what that works and what doesn't. Um, it would be nice to have a few more people uh, go through the queue and, and get in with me, but I definitely enjoy our battles as well. And uh, also, I don't think I mentioned uh, at the, like 
my dust is big, but you may just be thinking, oh, 600,000 like Crip, but I'm at about 1.1 million dust now. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. He talks. He does talk a good game about pushing that dust button, but there is a copy pasta that exists that goes around <laughs> that says something to the fake of that the dust button is just the proverbial carrot in front of the horse and that he'll never press that button, that he just <laughs> wants us to think that he's going to press that button. But at some point, he still won't. <laughs> yeah. Keeps well, us coming back. So I also... Uh, hoard my gold at least i did until the last uh, couple of sets uh so uh i've mostly just been using money um to get my packs but mm-hmm. this last time i had to start using that i dipped under a hundred thousand gold for the first time in a, a while um but yeah there's all kinds of things that we <clears throat> save that that others may not uh may not have access to i uh i have very little gold and that's because i'll uh i'll just constantly need dust for -hmm. stuff and i'm like oh you know i have i have a thousand two thousand gold i'll just buy some more packs and dust it and and craft what i need you know (laughs) so i by the time it comes around the expansion comes around i usually have no gold sometimes i have negative gold and that's a whole other story so what do you think of the mini sets then that uh, you can get all for a bundle but you wouldn't get any gold cards that way well so i i do always buy the mini set for 15 bucks or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and uh i dust all of it it's a really good like dust to value ratio for the 15 because you're getting like so many legendaries and stuff Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite trick actually is to uh, I always buy the uh, rank one, two, three, whatever golden bundles. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is I'll save the golden packs for the mini set. And so oh. by the time the mini set comes out, I've already I've already pretty much uh, I've opened the whole expansion and probably have a good amount of the expansion in gold already. So at that point, when I'm opening golden packs, when the mini set is released, I'm almost exclusively opening mini set cards. Nice. So I tend to I, I can I can rack up, you know, most of the mini set in gold that way. That That's, you know, that's actually a great tip. So if any of you are ex- aspiring to be golden whales, this is how you do it. That is one trick. Yeah. And so before we were talking about just how many decks you uh, you have uh, in all gold, do you mind mm-hmm. sharing that with the audience? I'm actually looking at my collection right now. I have 24 decks here. I probably have enough to make more decks than this, but this is what I have built so far. Uh, five of these are wild, so I do play a little bit of wild. I have a golden pirate warrior, golden quest hunter, you know, all the, the standard ones, the normal ones. And then the rest are all standard. I've got, you know, everything. I kind of stick to more meta stuff than the off meta stuff. But, um, you know, I've got, you know, Libram Paladin and uh, Handlock and pretty much all the all the good ones. And I have a lot of golden cards that are not as useful like a well cards that might go in those decks so like i can build variations of these decks too so like you know what i mean i have so, other yeah. cards in golden that'll that can go in these decks so so you even have a, the golden maestro so that way you can make sure that your uh, opponents don't don't get the little heads up that you're oh, using course. a golden portrait <laughs> definitely I, i'm actually really really enjoying this degenerate deck that's going around it's a, a like poison burgle rogue hmm where it's it's the it's the weapon poison weapon rogue 
build, but it has Maestra and Knolls and stuff in it. And it's just really toxic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I, I love, I love just broken toxic decks. And when it comes to like wild or standard, you, I guess you could pick one standard. What would be the most obvious for us to go to? I mean, I'm probably not going to say anything crazy that no, like anyone's going to disagree with. I mean, Rogue is insane in standard right now. Um, I do think that Knowles probably need a nerf. Um, I mean, there's a list of things that could be nerfed, but Rogue is definitely sitting on top. And, you know, Wild is just run by Pirate Warrior and Quest Hunter for the most part. There's some some like weird kind of off meta stuff that you don't see that often that that beats those decks, but it, they really run that meta until something they changes. Go fast, yeah. Yep, go fast, go face. So is standard where you spend most of your time then, and do you normally get to legend every month? Um, I do get to legend every month. I haven't hit legend this month yet. I've been um, probably focusing more on um just playing a lot of different decks because I, I i really like to play like all 10 classes mm-hmm. i get kind of bored if i play the same deck over and over and over again which is better for climbing so you know i'll <laughs> i'll stick with one eventually and i'll, I'll climb over the uh, threshold and and move on so that, that's all good I, meanwhile i'm the person that's the exact opposite you know just uh-huh. just uh today i was noticing i hit my 6k mark for wins with paladin wow <laughs> and so that that's kind of where i'm at is like uh, so do i, I think play? i've seen your your i think i've seen uh some decks that you've posted on twitter before noodle yeah, so for sure I, I do i you do seem to uh stick to mostly paladin yeah, I mean, and that's my wheelhouse. It's where I'm able to experiment mm-hmm. and have a lot of fun. But I, I also feel like it puts an interesting limitation on my designs, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I I only have this smaller uh, subset of cards to use. But then that also allows me to go, well, you know, this one card that I didn't use before, maybe it's better in this other deck. Because I saw how it worked when I tried to, like, make a deck that didn't work. <laughs> so. You know, I uh, I actually was a Demon Hunter main when when Ashes released, and uh, that's pretty much what I would stream if I played. I would play all Demon Hunter, and uh, two things I realized: one, Draco does it better; <laughs> uh, two, I get really incredibly bored playing the same thing over and over again, same class and everything, and it doesn't really do well for like practicing for qualifiers tournaments and stuff like that i like to learn like all of the decks and the meta and play different decks so i really branched out after that oh and i i don't get me wrong i i completely understand that too i feel like there are definitely times where if if i played more of the other decks especially the meta ones like i would know where the weaknesses are and 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 know exactly how they're tuning the deck so that way I can have a better counterplay. But I feel like sometimes I, I learn that with, mm-hmm. through experience as well because I'm playing against it enough to see what's going on. But yeah, that's um, actually a really good point. Is that um, <clears throat> I do learn a lot about how to beat other decks by playing them. So like you know I'll have some trouble beating, uh, let's just say like Ramp Druid or something. And then I'll just jam a bunch of games of Ramp Druid, and I'm like, oh, okay. This is what they're trying to do. And uh, So you're in on the tournament scene? Are you 
trying to, to make it to Masters Tour, or uh, do you have a THL team? I do have a THL team. I'm on a THL team right now with um, Donde and Clark Hellscream. Oh, well. Donde wanted a name that was kind of a music parody that had mm-hmm. to do with a, with Hearthstone cards. So I came up with Mr. Smiteside. <laughs> and so that's the name of our thl pro team it's mr smite side and uh we've got a you know he's got a picture of mr smite uh, uh in the killers music video and that's our logo nice. so yeah i uh i don't have any um you know i i don't think i'm like a really really amazing player or anything like that but i do like to keep um like i haven't qualified for master's tour I probably won't tomorrow, but you know, I like to play competitively and um, I really enjoy like conquest mode and it makes total sense. THL I think is really filling that void for the people that may not be as competitive for the, mm-hmm. the master's tour. Cause anybody, anyone can put a team together. Uh, sure. I've actually enjoyed, you know, following along uh, more of that. And the decks are a little bit different than meta, right? Cause they put in some <clears throat> tech cards maybe that they wouldn't on ladder. Nobody really takes THL super seriously. I mean, there's no prize money or anything like that. I would say that THL Pro is very meta. Oh, okay. TH, there's THL Legacy, which is a closed list. I enjoyed that because it was really more focused on off-meta stuff because you don't know what your opponent is bringing. Right. So off-meta choices are really good. Sorry, because you can kind of just... um you know, blindside them with something weird. I think you're just explaining exactly what it is as to why I play off meta regularly. It's like, I like that makes sense when I'm on the ladder, the person Mm -hmm. I'm playing against isn't going to expect that all of a sudden I'm going to throw a smite right at their face out of this deck that I'm playing. I I have a Mr. Smite in my Librem Paladin also, which is, I I think it's crazy if you don't run that card in that deck, because you can, you can go face for, you know, 15 damage with Librams and stuff, so. Yeah, much cheaper Leroy without the downside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the Librams cost zero, so <laughs> it's like, right. especially then you even add in the fact that Cariel can then buff Smite while he's in your hand as well. Yep, that too. <laughs> it's just like, uh, missing the point if you're not including <laughs> right. the, the, the finishing power of the deck. Totally. So outside of the standard meta, uh, do you play much uh, mercs or mercenaries or have you- I really like mercenaries. I uh, I feel like the game mode. I mean, I don't want to be a bummer or anything like that, but I feel like the game mode is like semi dying a little bit, or maybe doesn't have what it needs to to uh, have like lasting power. But I really enjoy the mode. Like, um, I mean, I grew up playing Pokemon, and the biggest uh, comparison that I can make to Mercs is like Pokemon battles. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like playing Pokemon battles. There's like, you know, the rock, paper, scissors of it and the types and, uh, you know, six on six kind of thing. You, um, down to like how you replace some of your characters, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it feels a lot like that. I think it's a really cool way to play Hearthstone. But, um, yeah, I went I went really hard in the mode at first as far as uh uh investing. Mm-hmm. So I have let me see, I wrote down what I'm missing as far as portraits in Mercs. I'm missing a uh golden Valera and the Diamond Valera. 
and a golden Illidan and a golden Diablo. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I'm really excited <laughs> about the fact that I have a diamond garage. <laughs> so until they released Valera, I had every single diamond portrait. Wow. And the thing that I, the thing that bothers me is that I would I would keep buying packs and um, you know finishing my collection. The thing is that when you get to this point, it's very very hard to pull portraits. So you got to wait for like the specials where it's like buy a Diablo portrait and then maybe I can fill that last slot that I'm missing. Gotcha. Because I I see those offers mm-hmm. in the store too, and maybe that's who they're gearing it towards is is it's players like you that have that that really robust collection and are just looking for those little intricate portraits because i noticed that like some of those portrait bundles it's like 15 dollars for a portrait and five packs which to me doesn't seem like much right uh, for me that would be like like if they were like had an illidan uh bundle i would definitely get that because i'm only missing that one and then it would be easier to get other ones that i'm missing basically if i you know fill that slot um for sure I, it, it's unfortunate that they don't really have like a pity timer for packs like if i knew that i could buy x packs and then get the last diamond one that i'm missing i would do that but as for now i'm kind of holding off until they maybe make some changes hopefully they do find a way to be able to monetize it but not mm-hmm. as aggressively as it seems like they right. have uh, with all the bundles and things. I, d- I definitely think that the game needs um they kind of nerfed grinding tasks and stuff like that and that kind of really rubbed me the wrong way like they kind of need to make it faster to do if you ask me especially if they're going to keep adding um characters to the game and stuff like that i think they're like i think that the mode is great i want the mode to last um but i do think that there's a few things that they can do to make it a better experience so one of them is give us an open all packs button for it. Yes. Yes. Really not interesting. I saw somebody uh, using a plugin, some kind of plugin or, or app to do it where they just pressed a button and it opened all of them. I saw uh, a video of it, but I don't know why I feel like they end up like banning your account for using it or something crazy. Right. Got to play it safe sometimes. So uh, when it comes down to it, though, for me, the excitement that I had with Marks and getting the one diamond portrait that I had is that um, Garrosh has great emotes as well. I would assume that okay. all the other diamond ones also have that. Is that the case? Like they have really fun emotes as they start play or end play. You know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just it's honestly just something that I haven't noticed. Okay, so here I was, yeah. was like, going to ask you, like, do you have a favorite? Because, like, I I personally don't know what all all of them actually say, and that's actually the excitement <laughs> for me. Is like, I want the I want to know what what Illidan's going to say when I play it. Right, right. <laughs> and and meanwhile, um, you're like, I I just wanted to make sure I collected him. As far as emotes, um, I'm not sure. But I do have a couple of diamond marks that are my favorite ones. And what Let's would those see. be? Uh, as far as the way that they look, I would go with like Illidan or uh, Gul'dan looks really cool. Uther looks really awesome. Diablo? Let me take a look at Diablo. Yeah, Diablo is cool. You know, uh, Diablo is one of those that like a lot of people got in the bundles, so 
like a lot mm-hmm. of people have that one. Whereas if I bust out like a diamond Illidan or something, you know, people are like, oh, cool. Like nobody has that. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think that's a lot of it, too. When it comes to collecting, it's it's being able to say I have those things that other people don't have. Right. Yeah. I just really like flexing, you know, (laughs) like this is, you know, I I don't have really any other hobbies. You know, like I, I make music. That's more a professional thing. Um, I play some other games, but like, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't have anything like else going on. So this is my number one hobby. And I like to like, you know, look stylish when I'm doing it. So oh, I, I totally get it. I, I'm still I'm, like I said, I'm going to save that dust till I get that golden smite just because I, I got to have a golden stormwind coin when I'm playing my deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I actually don't play a lot of mercenaries like competitively, which you think that I would since I'm so into it. But um, there's a funny story why I, I couldn't really play uh, competitive mercenaries for the first month or two that it was out. And that's because you have to pay gold for the uh, what's it? The fighting pit. Oh, yeah. To mm-hmm. unlock the uh, the multiplayer, mm-hmm. right? The PV pvp the pvp yeah you had to pay like 200 gold was it or something like that or 600 gold altogether yeah and the issue is that when mercs came out i was about negative 12k in the hole wait how how does that happen how how do you get negative gold so um we've been over that i'm a huge whale and I uh, buy a lot of packs. So I bought about 120 packs and I opened them before I realized that I used the wrong payment method. And I filed a ticket with Blizzard and I convinced them to refund me for the packs that I had already opened. Which they probably don't do often, but they probably looked at my account and they were like, okay, he's going to buy another 500 tomorrow. So we don't, I don't care. Right. Um, so they ended up taking 12k gold from my account. So I was minus 12k gold. So I spent about a month or two working that off. And, you know, I made like a funny thing about it on Twitter. And I, I was posting updates like, hey, only 6k gold left to go. <laughs> and um, so I had to I had to get through all of that before I could even purchase the fighting pit to play the PvP portion of the game which is hilarious (laughs) i totally agree that's it's an interesting way that they resolve that then too to give you this negative do you know anyone else that's experienced that uh as well i i do not no people probably think that i'm lying when i talk about it on twitter so it's fine well i i thought you posted a screenshot once even so oh yeah i did yeah yeah That's crazy <laughs> to the point that you have negative gold. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm saving my gold for the next expansion. I'm like mm-hmm. negative gold. I didn't even think that's possible. <laughs> I, I remember uh deck tech even uh, commented on my post and he was like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> now he's part of blizzard. So, Oh maybe yeah. He has access to more. Well, uh, this was, this data. was, this was since then, so he's he was oh. working there when he he's like I've literally never seen that. So <laughs> interesting. You talk about how you like the golden cards and looking at mm-hmm. them. Is there their favorite, like a favorite diamond or gold card that you have? You know what? I um, there were a few. 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You know, I really liked Maestra when uh, Stormwind came out. And so she was actually one of the uh, cards that I crafted in gold on day one. And um, I was a little disappointed that it didn't really work out having her in decks until the new expansion came out. And now it's nuts, obviously, because of like Knowles and double agent and stuff. So it all kind of worked out. Now I'm like, okay, I get to use this awesome card that like my opponent can't tell what class I'm playing. And I don't know. It's just so cool. Ah, so I already tapped into your favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. For me, it's I, like, I always try to think about like it, the golden version, how it looks and, and even how it moves and such. Like for me, one of the, my favorite ones was the, the little frog from, I want to say it was Stormwind the like that had taunt that its eyes would blink like just just little things like like that like or or what really uh-huh. excites me about those golden cards having all of them you must see lots of fun things that a lot of people don't see on a regular that's probably true um <clears throat> you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of like diamond cards especially like um i really like um diamond let me see what's this card called belinda Belinda Stonehearth. This is a really cool looking card with the like the red and the blue and all that kind of stuff. And I've never played this card. I've never played it in a deck once. I just don't know what it does. What it, I mean, I don't know what it goes in. So eventually I'll put that card in the deck and yeah. And perhaps it's just a matter of like the next meta shift has to happen, right? Like, do we have a mini set that comes along that makes that card viable? Or is it the rotation that happens that ends up making it so that way, you know, big because it's I think it falls into like a big spell mage kind of deck. Yeah, Um, you know, they've they've really opened themselves up to a lot of uh, cool stuff with the core set because. You know, the next expansion is one thing, but then they rotate the core set and uh, next rotation in a couple months here. So, you know, maybe they can look at cards like this that aren't seeing play and they can say, hey, what can we put in the core set to kind of make this viable? Well, and I, I think I think they're that they're already they already have those plans, right? Like you talked about. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I mean, Maestra, right? Right. Maestra, when it came out, was like a it's fun and yeah it tricks people but it's not really doing much of anything and now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like whoa wait a second yeah i mean i get what you're saying like i'm i'm talking about it from like our perspective where we we see the new cards right before the next expansion comes out but um obviously they have like two three expansions like ahead of time planned so yeah I, and I think it's just we'll we'll see it happen. I, there's no way they're making a diamond card that it's not going to end up seeing play in the meta at all. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you think about the other diamond cards, and they're routinely out there right now. So mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think we're going to see see her come into play for sure. I thought the diamond Jandis was a cool touch because. Um... I didn't know that they were making that and I logged in one day and they gave it to me and I was like, Oh, okay. Bonus. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got free dust out of that too, because I kept the diamond one and I dusted the golden one and yeah. Win, win. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to bring up to discuss uh, interval? Um, aside from being a Hearthstone whale, I'm also a Nintendo switch whale, by the way. Oh, Okay. 
Um, I have like a hundred and uh, somewhere between like 120 to 150 games on my switch. Wow. It's rotating a lot uh, to the active space, right? Yeah, definitely. Do you play them all or are you more just a collector? Um, I mean, there's like a few games that I've bought on sale that I've never played, like some indies that I wanted to pick up that it was like, oh, it's $2. Uh, you know, I'll buy it on sale. Like I check the sales every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, most of the titles are like, you know, Breath of the Wild. I love, I love Zelda, and I've played like I've played that game for like seven or eight hundred hours. Wow. Um, you know, Pokemon. Like, I'll buy every Pokemon game. I'm really excited for the new one that comes out later this month. So, do you have a Diablo Two Resurrected? I do. I actually own Diablo Two on PC and Switch. Me too. You uh, do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I um I had Diablo three on PC and Switch, and one of my biggest gripes was that you can't cross platform it and exactly. and use the same character. And yeah. when they did that for this, I was like, okay, it's actually worth me buying both versions because this is like I can go sit on my couch and finish playing, and you know, makes perfect sense to me this i did the same thing i was surprised at how well it converted to uh the switch uh so i can be with the family while playing a game <laughs> perfect uh, now you're making me want to switch so oh i love my switch so That's much awesome yeah. <laughs> all right so how can people get in touch with you uh interval if they'd like to question you some more um, so on Twitter, uh, I'm at interval HS, uh, on Twitch, I'm uh, in underscore ter underscore vol, which sounds a little complicated now that I'm saying it, but, um, it's just interval with some, uh, underscores. You could probably just search interval on Twitch and you can find it. I haven't been streaming regularly, but I, uh, I plan on getting back to it. This, this might, uh, help motivate me you know, this week to start to stream a little more. So and I actually, I have to say with how you said it, it actually kind of sounded like a song. So I think it's all good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, just to be like, you know, self-indulgent here, you know, I, uh, I have a band called the material. Um, this band, the last record that we put out was in 2018. It was called gray States, but I mean, you can find, you can find several albums from that band on iTunes, um, uh, Amazon, Spotify, any of that kind of stuff. So, Excellent. can we get a copy uh, copyright free to play on our uh, on our own uh, Twitch channels? I mean, I can give you permission to play it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't uh, flag it, right? But um, which is kind of weird because I can get my I can get my stream muted for playing my own music. <laughs> right. Which is really weird. That's not happened though, right? What's that? That hasn't actually happened. It's just a theory, correct? Uh I don't think that it's happened. I don't I don't necessarily go through my my VODs, but it's possible. Okay. Well we'll 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 hope hope that that doesn't happen in the future for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we'll put- and we'll put the contact information in the show notes. So, sure. 
Well, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing all about your uh, collection with us and uh, the various uh, stories along the way. That It's been a lot of fun ch- hanging out and chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me, guys. And I look forward to you coming back to Twitch. Uh, pretty soon, I swear. Thank you again for listening to The Happy Hearthstone. You mentioned the Patreon earlier, but there are other ways you can support the podcast if you're enjoying it. You can take some time to write up a review on a show from wherever you get your podcasts. That just helps us with discoverability, and we could use a refresher since most of the reviews are from a long time ago before I was involved. Uh, you could also reach out to be more directly supporting us by becoming a guest on the show. You don't have to be an expert. Just love the game of Hearthstone and have something you want to, t- you want to talk about. Just reach out to Guy Grumpy or Noodle Swoop and we'll get you on the show. 